I'm your five wing four host, Madison. And I'm your nine wing one host, Caden. Okay, let's just jump right in. So uh, you can email us at anythinggoes at gmail.com. And we also have a Twitter at anythinggoes. And you should send us stuff because we are bored and we mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Yeah. And in case you're just jumping in, I don't even really know who listens to this or if you would jump in here. But we're an Enneagram podcast, you know, based on the title. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on a bunch of other platforms, but you're probably listening to us on your favorite one. Um, I will point out that we are on YouTube, um, and if you want to leave comments on individual episodes, it's probably a really good way. Um, some disclaimers. Uh, we're not safe for work. No. We curse, and we have a whole bit about, like, sex and sex positions, so probably should not listen to us without headphones on. Um, we are LGBT-friendly. Um, so we'll probably be talking about gay shit. And we are not professional Enneagram people. We don't have any certifications or anything like that. Um, we are just Enneagram enthusiasts. So you probably shouldn't listen to us. But, like, I mean, still listen to us, but only in, like, an entertainment kind of value way. Maddie, you're in charge of all of our ads from now on. Don't listen to us, but... (laughs) We're just good for entertainment, is what I'm saying. We're not professionals. You should not listen to us to, like, improve your life or anything like that. Um, Oh, God. Who would come to us for life advice? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Please see a therapist instead. Yeah, no. Uh, That is the worst possible idea. Um... (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) So, today, uh, we're talking about fours. Yes. So, I have, I love fours. I have, two of my best friends are fours. My best friends growing up are fours. So. My my exes are fours, so I apparently (laughs) also love fours. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, it's happening. Uh, what? So wait, we need to wrap up. Last week we had threes, and uh-huh. we had a question um, about about fours in our three episode. We didn't get no no one talks to us though, so we didn't get any response. No, I got a response. You got from, a... from Lily, oh, who from does Lily. listen. Yeah, who okay. is a four. So, the question of the week last week was, um, fours, do you choose truth or dare more often? Um, and so, Lily said, dare, because, and this is a quote from her text message, dare, because I will do anything, but I am unknowable unless on my own terms. Oh my gosh. See, I really should have asked the fours in my life this, but, um, so, I met no, I didn't meet her there. I Somehow, I ended up playing um, D&D with my ex, who is a four. Mm-hmm. This is a long-winded story. Um, doesn't make any sense, but our D&D campaign consisted mostly of playing uh, Truth or Dare, just because, like, 
our plot line was pretty railroady and we didn't know how to role play at all. Um, mm. And she would literally always choose Dare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting, especially since, I don't know, I guess it keeps that mystique. I don't know. Well, I just okay. thought so the central thing to for the four is like you can't know me because then you wouldn't me. love me. Yeah. I don't even know myself. How can you know me? <laughs> Some recap information. We did an episode on our intro episode and we did like a basic overview of each type. So to recap some of that information. Um four's name is uh the Bohemian, the individualist. And the aristocrat, although okay, why are so, the aristocrats? I don't know. They're one of all the, I can one think of is aristocrats, and like aristocrats reads better to me than aristocrats. <laughs> I think, I think that one was the one for the like four wing three. I think. Oh, I yeah. Think, I so like I I I'm gonna disagree with that one. Hmm. In what but way? maybe that's Why? just because I like, well, you know, okay, so my, we, we're not even really that exes, like, we dated for like a month, and then we just became friends, and now we're going to be living together with my current girlfriend later. Long story. Anyways, um, so she's a four-wing three, and she mm-hmm. just doesn't, she's not bougie, <laughs> you know? Like, you hear Aristocat, or, damn it. I'm just going to fucking do that every single time I try to say the word. (laughs) You hear aristocrat, and you think about a certain, like, air of pretentiousness. Mm -hmm. And she's definitely got the sort of four-way of, like, walking through the world, holding people at a distance because you're afraid to, like, I don't know, do something. Shame? Mm-hmm. It's not fear, it's shame. Um, but it, it doesn't come off as pretension. Like the way I would think aristocrat does. See, I can 100% see aristocrat. I... Like, I can 100% see it. Oh, also, in Christopher Huert's book, he references a couple of other... I just got his new book, or I just, not a new book, I got his book and it's new to me. Um, (laughs) uh, And he references that Helen Palmer calls them the tragic romantic. Tragic romantic, I can see. mm -hmm, But he does not like giving them names because he feels like it makes them a caricature and just distills them down to a not deep enough rendering and I was like okay but like the names are a little helpful so (laughs) okay but also (laughs) sounds like a four yeah um uh, also so his um passions and virtues um it kind of I'm not gonna lie I was reading his description of the four and like I feel like it kind of would stroke a four's ego not gonna lie um I yeah I'll, I'll read it to you but like it here never mind well well I'll, I'll wait until we get down there but like it's a little it would stroke a four's ego I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. so uh but yeah so those are the names that we had uh basic fear and desire so their fear 
is that they have no identity or personal significance. And their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance or to create an identity. Um, yeah. It's funny because, like, in certain ways, that bit about the four, like, makes sense to me. Because as a nine, our whole thing is like, oh, I'm not, a, I don't have an identity. I just merge with other people. Except, <laughs> like, the way that they go about it is pretty unique, I think. Don't. Don't nines commonly mistype as Oh, fours? I thought I was a four at first. Hold oh, on, yeah. let me see. I was deeply ashamed by the thought, but I thought I was a four. I was like, this sounds right. Yeah, so... I'm in, not a person. In uh, Huertz's book that I'm reading, he has, like, a mistyping section and, like, charts for, like, common mistypes, and four and nine are... Um, um, mistyping frequency sometimes and then because both are withdrawn types um that's his only that's his only reasoning for it um it doesn't really go into though it's the identity also this is um the four and five mistyping frequently is often um usually between fives with a four wing and fours with a five wing um and, like, Lily mistyped as a five at first, but then I found out, like, um, she, like, retook the test. It was like, this time I got a four. And I was like, well, didn't you read the types? And she was like, well, no. And I was like, oh, God, not a five. <laughs> I, couldn't mm-hmm. I was like, did you even read the, like, type five? And she was like, I mean, I did an overview, and it was like, they're the smart type, right? And I was like, oh, oh. no. I bet fours mistype themselves a lot because they they have this idea like so the basic thing about the heart triad right so the the twos the threes and the fours are all part of the heart triad um Mm -hmm. which is about shame but it's also Mm -hmm. about image right that's where the shame Mm -hmm. comes from is an image of yourself that isn't like accepting and accurate of the value you hold as a person right Mm -hmm. um but i what was i think i was damn it this is just going to keep on happening today. Okay. Where oh, by the I way, um, my quality is going to go down very much because I am drinking wine. Because we already <gasps> had dinner. Drinking? What? Okay. Let me grab my whiskey. <laughs> okay. Uh, rude of you not to tell me that this was happening. <laughs> it's the nice shit, too. It's a birthday present. Thank you, Mother, for sponsoring um, the drinking in this episode. <laughs> Mine, I am drinking uh, West Virginia wine. Um, uh, it's a fruit and berry celebrating the pride and tradition of West Virginia. Wild and wonderful raspberry. Um, oh, man, I th- can't get this jar open. <laughs> Where are my roommates when I need them? Oh, no. But yeah, I think the name of this wine is just West Virginia Fruit and Berry. Um, very good. Really recommend. Um, it's very nice. Oh, okay. So, shit. I had something about self-identity and fours, though. Haha, It's open. Um, so, I, oh, I bet a lot of fours mistype themselves because they have this image of who they are that's all about 
covering up their insecurities of their self-identity and their worth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. They fixate on an aspect of themselves that they think makes them special, right? Because their basic fear is that they're actually not special. Mm. Um, Oh, and so they're mistype. Yeah, so if they mistype as, like, the... Like, oh, I get good grades. I'm super smart. I must be a five. Or uh, I'm so fun at parties. Like, all of my friends love having me around at parties because I'm such a good time. I must be a seven. Mm. Or, like, I just, I am a rock of support in my family. Um, I, like, make sure to take care of uh, my siblings. I must be a two. Right. Especially, I feel like they probably have, I'm going to look it up, but they probably mistype often as ones and twos, too, because those are their growth and stress points. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, is that on the agenda? I'm not even Yes, that's next. That is well, next. Well, let's talk about that, then. So, they go to growth, um, they go to one in growth and two in stress. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about health or, or, or unhealth? Both um, are fun. Both are fun. Um, so... Uh, I mainly know average to unhealthy. <laughs> no, Rhiannon's pretty. Rhiannon is pretty healthy, actually. I'm not gonna lie, and I feel like that is because her mom is like a child psychologist, and so growing up with a child psychologist kind of made her fairly, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she still has her. Yeah, she still has. Like, I feel like everybody grows up and has their like, you know, little emotional hurdles and stuff like that. But like, growing up with a child psych. And just as a parent, kind of, you know, you're better, able, like, you're you're raised with those coping mechanisms and things, you know? Uh-huh. So, she's fairly healthy. Um, and so, I don't know. Um, I don't Let's know. Let's start, start with what? Unhealthy. Unhealthy. Unhealthy growth to one is unhealthy. interesting. Um, be- going to one in growth. So you're growing. You're yeah. to now. <laughs> okay. Kind of. Um, so I think a misconception with this could be, oh, I am improving because I, you know, I kept a notebook and kept a list of things and I have a schedule and I stick to it and I clean my house, does that mean that I'm a healthy four? See, I feel, okay, my mind went somewhere completely different with the four thing, and I feel like in unhealth, it's very hard to distinguish their growth to one and stress to two. Oh. Because, especially if they have, like, if they're a sexual or social instinct variant, so, like, for instance, one of my friends, um, what happened is uh, she didn't like her other friend's new boyfriend. She thought that they were, like, pretty abusive and stuff like that. And basically it destroyed her friendship because she couldn't let it go and, like, wouldn't stop talking about how the boyfriend was awful and how the friend should leave the boyfriend. And I can't so is tell. That going, is that going to two and saying, I know what's best for you and mm-hmm. I'm going to give you what you need? Or is that going to one and saying, this is wrong? And see, that's what I can't tell. And I feel like they look 
very similar and unhealth like that. See, okay, but I think, hmm, here's another thing, though. Um, I unconfirmed that my last girlfriend was a four, but I highly suspect it for a number of reasons. Mainly, I read the Enneagram, and I got to two, and she told me to stop because she felt called out. But she didn't strike me as a two, you know? Mm. So mm, I think yeah. it was a four thing. And, like, we all have those connections. Mm-hmm. He definitely wasn't an eight. Um, <laughs> oof. anyways um like part of the thing about that relationship mm-hmm. was like towards the end of it our ways of communicating and and dealing with each other was very unhealthy and part of that was I was pulling away because I was a nine in stress and so I was mm-hmm. going to six getting um very very uh paranoid and like very concerned about like disrupting stuff and so I would pull away from the relationship because I didn't want to be there but didn't know how to say I didn't want to be there or that I wanted Mm -hmm. things to change and her response was to move towards me instead of away well then wouldn't she be a two then because nine five and four are both withdrawn and twos are the compliant as moving towards people but I feel like twos twos aren't don't twos just tell you to go fuck off when when you like do shit like that they tell you to with you aren't they just like fuck you and they leave once they're done with you then they're like fuck you and leave but if they're not done with you then they can turn into like stage five clingers maybe she was a two maybe i haven't dated exclusively fours i don't know i don't know i she still gave me four vibes but maybe she was just going to two and maybe, like, a growth, like, I'm going to not withdraw this time. I love you. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. What were we on? Oh, stress integration and disintegration. Yeah. And I feel like in unhealthy levels, it's almost impossible to tell which is which. Mm. But, hmm. Okay. I wonder what really healthy fours look like. Oh, though I will say, okay, there's one story um, Mm -hmm. of growth to one. Mm -hmm. Uh, A forefriend that I have um, saw someone wearing uh, a MAGA hat Mm -hmm. and just went the fuck off on this person, like out in public, and it was a very bad idea because then he got up and was a very big man, and the altercation got aggressive, and then she had to like run away and was like, why the fuck did I do that? So I think growth to one there. But then again, it also might have been stress to two because caring about people means kind of standing against those kind of principles. So once again, no idea. Well, okay, Mm. let's break down. So this is the conundrum we have here, right? We can't figure Mm -hmm. out what a two looks like going, or what a four looks like going to two and what a four looks like going to one. But let's Mm -hmm. break down essentially what the four is, why, um, what are some of their weak points and what are some of their strengths? And then why mm-hmm. would each of the two and one numbers complement those? Right? Because like our, in, our integration and our disintegration are really just coping mechanisms that we're having to mm-hmm. deal with um, things that we're maybe not super good at. Right? Yes. So the essential nature of the four 
Um, what are they bringing to the table? In <laughs> in what way? Like, like I don't know. We'll just break it down. Like, so fours are very um, insecure about their identity as a person. Like, mm-hmm. fundamentally, right? That's that's the, mm-hmm. the fear. Okay, is the basic fear and desire. Okay, basic fear and desire. And then how that impacts um, how they move through the world and then what that means about, um, like, what areas they might need to grow in. And then what would that look like from a one side? What would that look like from a two side? Hmm. I still don't know, honestly. (laughs) All right. So here we go. This is just going to be a conundrum. Okay. Um, I uh, do you think that fours really like the fact that we are very confused by fours? Probably. Does it feed on the idea that they are unknowable. So I think is this it's both. Irony? I think it's a double-edged door, a sword. So like, yes, they want to be unknowable, but also they do kind of want to be known and have like an identity and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. And so for fours, it can be kind of like an aching thing to like be known and like want to be known. So it might be almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy for them. Like, I knew you could never know me, but like secretly they kind of want it, you know? Yeah. But also they do kind of enjoy, I think it's, I think it would be like a disappointment. Like, ah, you're just like everyone else I know. Of course I am unknowable. I think it's kind of ironic that fours have the simultaneous push-pull that they have, Mm -hmm. you know? Like that, because they do they want that identity. They do want that significance, but they also that's what makes them special, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but that's the whole the whole reason that they're doing that is because they're worried about being special. Yeah, they're quite a conundrum. They are. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you want to move I on to see... intelligence? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Intelligence centers. So they are part of the heart and shame center. So they're all up in their fields and most of that feel is shame. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't really have anything else to really add about that because I feel like we've gone into that more in the other episodes. It's just a uh, hyper awareness of, of the self, I think. Is yeah. maybe the fourth thing. Someone delivered yeah. something to my house. Oh. Did my roommate order something? The only roommate that's left is the one I never talked to. You have a roommate you never talked to? Yeah. Granted, that might be why I don't know about them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why. What type are they? I kind of think they're transphobic. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. Drama in also, the Caden household also very christian oh, a one i think i don't know i don't know maybe maybe they're in stress or something i don't know I don't, uh, well and how did you end up moving in together what happened because we, that happened? we needed another roommate we like Who knew them? In a, we I, they were we were living in the same like dorm house together and oh, we seemed okay. like cool and quiet and pretty chill and we're like hey we have a four bedroom house and we need another person because there are only three of us do you want to move in together and they're like sure hmm. 
sex. Anyways. Okay, anyway, yeah, okay. That's that's a huge tangent. What were tangent. we talking about? Um, so we were moving on to the passions and virtues. We were on heart and shame, but we yeah, it's we're okay. kind of tapering off that. Everyone is ashamed of things. Yes. Except mm-hmm. me. Except and you. And sevens. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, then. Okay, so moving on to the passions and the virtues. Um, so a little disclaimer about the passions and virtues. Um, there are a bunch of different um, Enneagram like theories and stuff. Like there's Sufi Enneagram and like the Enneagram of personality and all these things. Um, uh, and a lot of them incorporate passions and virtues based on like the seven deadly sins with uh, fear and deceit being added to reach nine distinct numbers. Um, and a lot of them get very Christian-y. Um, so if you're not really Christian, delve into those at like your own risk. Um, I still like reading about them and because I'm not really Christian. Um, I like still reading about them. I think you can still take stuff away from them and that they are grounded in a nice bit of the Enneagram. Um, today I'm mostly going to be taking from uh, Huertz, uh, who even though he's real into God, um, he kind of doesn't like them being tied to um, sins. And he says that they are um, a coping tool to reconnect with essence, the most rudimentary contrivance we instinctively appeal to in our unconscious attempt to find our way home. So his are a lot less judgmental and he doesn't take, he doesn't generally do the traditional um, passion. So, that being said, the traditional passion of the four is envy. Oh, I got a little feedback there. <laughs> Envious about, oh, I would be happy if only. Oh, I would be happy if only. I would be yeah. happy if only, but never actually taking the time to be happy. Yeah, it's, well, it's a little bit of the, like, the grass is always greener on the other side, and it's uh, comparing themselves to others, and that constant comparison. But yeah, so, Huertz does this thing where he breaks it down into three distinct parts, um, which is carnal hunger, emotional ache, and existential restlessness, and basically, if you get, if you put carnal hunger and emotional ache together, you get existential restlessness. If you add existential restlessness to emotional ache, you get carnal hunger and like so on through all of them. Um, And it's kind of like a nice little loop. Uh, So for fours, um, the carnal hunger is yearning, the emotional ache is abandonment, and the existential restlessness is wish. And he always replaces um, the traditional passion with the existential restlessness. So he would say that their passion is not envy, but rather wish. Okay. Um, yes. So we're breaking this down. Wish is made up of... Uh, here, um, it, it breaks it down a little bit here in this passage I have. But also this really fuels... Hold on, I just have... I have to read this one part. I do, because it just... It feels like it would fuel the ego of a four, like, just so much. <laughs> Okay, so to quote um, Christopher Huertz, among the most misunderstood of the Enneagram types, 
force suffer the marginalization of what's misunderstood by them and about them. This has given their traditional passions, notions of envy, a fraternal relationship to jealousy, but it's much more delicately nuanced struggle than mere enviousness. And it gets even more in like the passion or like it, 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 when he explains it like in depth, it's very. <sighs> Do you the only go- love being called delicate and nuanced? It's more they're misunderstood and there's like a delicate nuance that can't be understood and that they're special because of that. Oh. Yeah. So well, here, here. Yeah, here's their, here's his quote about them. Does that rub against your five sensibilities that you can't understand something? A little bit, yeah. How do you, how do four wing fives cope though? If like, I can't be understood, but everything can be understood because I will understand it. I think it's probably an ego thing with like, I must be smarter than other people maybe. Cause like I can understand everything else, but no one can understand me. So I bet Maybe? That four wing fives mistypes themselves as five wing fours a lot. Like Lily. Oh, um in uh Enneagram for Idiots, Tara mistyped as a five. Yeah. And she was gung ho yeah. until like one of her teachers was like, mm, maybe rethink that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and it is he said it very often that five wing fours and four wing fives mistype each other. And there are times like when I will hear about fours and I'll be like, ooh, and then they'll say something about emotions and I'm like, ah, nah, that's not me. <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> there it is. Emotions? What are those? <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly, I feel like the distinct difference between five wing fours and four wing fives is probably emotions, whether or not you have them. If you have emotions and you're in touch with them, you're probably a four. If you don't, then you're probably a five and that's probably... The best way, if you're struggling between those two. Are are fours actually in touch with their emotions, though? Oh, very much so. Okay. I feel, from all the fours I know, um, yes. Because, I, I mean. Especially if you get close to a four. Mm-hmm. If you get really close to a four, um, they do. Maybe that's their process of self-growth, though. Maybe. I don't know. Because, I mean, maybe this is just me coming from uh, the, like, center of the body center, you know? Mm-hmm. Where centers are notoriously just bad at <laughs> being in touch with their actual thing. Like, I have mm-hmm. one thing I'm known for, but I'm bad at doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, I just kind of assume that a lot of the type manifestation actually occurs with the initial removal from that and then the reclamation of it in growth i would highly disagree with that as a head type because you're in um, your head i'm constantly in my head i am maybe aware that i'm a in my head thing then maybe that's just me. i think it is because that's the whole so like one is external facing one is internal facing and one is the most but then removed from it uh, so I feel like you're probably just facing so, nowhere. Yeah. So oh, speaking of which, fours in their heart and uh, shames. Yeah, they're internal facing. So twos turn all of that shame outward mm-hmm. and push Whereas, it on other people, and fours take all of that shame and gobble it up and just yes. keep it in their pocket for a rainy day so they can cry over it. Exactly. And so that's why I think they're still 
in touch with their emotions. And especially once you get close enough to a four where they're like, okay, this person can know me or I would like, there is, because they want to be known. And so they're like, I want this person to know me. I want then you to know me. All I don't know about... if you can though. Exactly. But is then that, are fours in it they're for the like, challenge? Is that like? Maybe a little bit. But like, I think there's always that like fear of like, not it's that I it's ah uh, it was it's what I was saying before where it's like I want you to know me but I don't think you can yeah and then it's like a self fulfilling prophecy because they withdraw mm-hmm. and so but like once you find a four friend that you connect with they do want you to know them like they it, it's they both want you to know them and don't want you to know them but they are willing to like info dump a little bit more and then they do want to talk about their feelings so much. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't decide whether one of my friends is a four or a five. And I know that they are, like, crossing that gap. One of their mm-hmm. wins is the other one. Mm-hmm. But they've and it can also... Of, like, I don't want you to perceive me. But I think that they actually don't want anyone to perceive them. Which makes me think that they're a five. Well, see... Lily will send me texts often where she's like, I am being perceived, right? Literally exact words. I'm being perceived right now and I don't want to be perceived. I don't want to have a human body. I don't want to be, <laughs> literally, I do not want to be perceived are like so, quotes that I can find. Difference between her. emotion and mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. See, I don't care if other people perceive me. Um, especially since, like, if I don't want, there's that, like, info greed, if I don't want them to have that information, they're not going to have it, because I have it. (laughs) But I don't really care about being perceived as much, you know what I mean? It's like the, with the truth or dare, like, I'll do truth or dare depending on what seems more into my best interest. This is why you are chaotic neutral. (laughs) Earlier pre-stream conversation yes before um we started this we were discussing this because kj my partner says that i am neutral evil and i highly disagreed because i'm it's not malice it is just self-interest and sometimes my self-interest appears as malice or it appears as like benevolence so it's neutral and there's just a little bit of chaos there hey man i read you Okay, so I really, I really want to read Weirtz's whole excerpt because it just, oh, so this is, this is him explaining the, how carnal hunger and emotional ache and existential restlessness all interact within the four. And also just like the three one, it doesn't make, like it's there, but it's not really connecting a little bit with me. So we might have to like delve into this one a little bit more. So The physical experience of envy in, oh, okay, I'm already. The physical experience of envy may be more akin to a somatic yearning, which is their um, carnal hunger, held in the bodies of those who feel more uniquely complex than simple personality descriptions can caricature. In repressing their body center, this yearning is felt as hunger that their abandoned hearts since must be starved, lest it become too strong of an internal driver, translating the world through an emotional sense of abandonment, both self-abandonment and their unconscious attempts 
to be or feel abandoned by those in their lives as the confirmation oh. bias of it. That's what I was trying to, the confirmation oh. bias, yeah. Oh, wait, no, those, I think I, just continue, mm-hmm. but I think I got something. Those dominant in type four mentally experience this convoluted sense of envy as ethereal wishing. This is the gentler side of their impassioned longing for what they assume to be more significant than what their current quality of being offers. Okay. Do you want to hear my O moment? Yes, I definitely do. So we think about fours being so internal, mm-hmm. but I think the problem is, and the solution really, like to get past that internality, um, is like the reason that they're internal is because they're assuming that they already know what is happening outside of them. Oh, right. Like that's the thing. Yeah. You're assuming how other people live their life is somehow better than yours. It's somehow more fuller. It's somehow like that there's some sort of innate thing that they possess that you lack. So you go internal to fix it. Mm. But you don't actually know the truth of it is that like you they there no no one else has anything that you don't have you know in terms of your makeup as a person yeah like okay you're perfectly fine you're perfect that's the one perfection just the way you are just like everyone is perfect it's mm. that equalizing force of the one Mm-hmm. Where you can see I'm not better than other people. Other people aren't better than me. We're all perfect. Does that make sense? Yes. And that goes down to their, like, virtue when they finally find right. that. Right. And I think that's, the like, part of the problem with it is that because fours are so internally focused, it's it must be so hard for them to actually reach, like, take that first step to reach outside of themselves take that first step to get to know other, to let people know them, like not just get to know other people, but let people know them. Mm-hmm. And then through that, actually know other people that my four friend, my roommate um, mm-hmm. does this thing that a lot of fours I'm sure do, which is that she idealizes other people. She has this image of who they are and what they represent to her that she never steps outside of that. And takes the time and the effort to, like, see them as something outside of her internally created image of them, right? So she'll Mm -hmm. have a crush on someone, and instead of, you know, like, she knows that she internalizes and idealizes things. So her solution is like, well, I'm just not going to do that, so I won't pursue things. But Mm. actually, what you need to do is you need to get to know that person. So that your image and perception of who they are that you've built up in your head can take in actually the reality of who they are as a person, right? And you can start Mm -hmm. to integrate that into your internal life. And once you start to do that, you start to realize that you're not actually that different from other people. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you're not less special, you know? Yeah. That's That's my big takeaway from all of that. I feel like a very, that's a very well put. I liked thank that. You. It made I, me. I um, would like to thank the whiskey. 
it made me think of uh, when you were talking about that. It made me think of one of the other quotes I had, which is from another website, which will be in the references, but I can't remember what it's from. So, <laughs> um, five or force internal. Some of their internal dialogue is. I see that I am comparing myself to others and feeling superior or inferior in order to be special. Mm-hmm. That whole, yeah. The one is an equalizer, but mm-hmm. the two creates a power imbalance where you mm-hmm. either are not enough and need to give to other people or you know what's best and dominate them. This is very interesting because um, my four friend, Lily, her mom is a two, right? Mm-hmm. And very interesting that this gets brought up because um, recently Lily's partner was um, very sick and they had to like go to the hospital and everything like that. And Lily's mother, who is a two, was like, I feel like this it's good for you to have someone to take care of. And I feel like it brings out the best in you. And Lily was texting me and was like, I don't understand how she sees that because I fucking hated all of this. It was, <laughs> yeah. I uh, like. I feel like going to two is definitely a stress thing. Like, not to say that they can't, like, you know, nurture and take care of their partners, but like, going but to two is a stress. Being, being thing. nurturing is not ex- like exclusive to twos. Yeah, anyone can be nurturing. Yes, but like, going to two is definitely a a stress situation for her and it was very interesting to see that two four conversation where the two is like oh yes it's so good to have someone to take care of and the four is like what the fuck are you on about (laughs) i fucking hate this go back to being self-sufficient please (laughs) i want to take care of you on my terms thank you (laughs) maybe an eight would say that there was this post that I saw. It would go to two briefly and then be like, eh, nah, I'm fine. There was this post that I saw and it was like eight friends where like the eight, it's this dude texted his friend and he's like, hey, are you okay? And the friend was like, no, not at all. And then the dude texted back, okay, just checking. And it was like, you're eight <laughs> friends? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, it was wonderful. Yeah. That or, oh, BB, and then no response. <laughs> Just like, just leave it. That sucks for you. <laughs> Bye. I have started taking a page out of your book where you would just send oof. And now when I have no idea what to say because, like, I'm a five and I don't do emotions, I just send oof. That sucks. It's really, it's really great to have a default for <laughs> I am um, not prepared to deal with the emotions of the situation, but it seems like this merits a response. I used to just not respond to people, but then that would make them mad. See, that's also what I used to do, too, or I would, like, try to empathize, and it just wouldn't work, because, like, I don't, like, okay, I can empathize, but, like, I would just either empathize too much, like, going into, like, okay, I, like, going straight into, like, knowledge and, like, head type empathizing, or just, like, no response at all, and it would just just too bad, so oof, oof is so nice. Oof is my growth to eight. That's, you gotta fucking distance yourself. <laughs> distance yourself from that shit. <sighs> okay, so, wanna move on to the virtues? Uh-huh. Okay, so, for virtue is, and I have no idea if I'm saying this correctly, uh, equin- equanimity, equanimity. Uh, equanimity? 
I think equanimity is a right pronunciation. I hope so. I had to look up the definition of it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. What does it mean? So here, I copied and pasted it into our notes. Mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. And so what this looks like in a four for their virtue is a healthy, quote, a healthy four will understand that their emotions are the sea, constantly ebbing and flowing, and all the drops of water are part of the whole. This leads them to be at peace with their emotional state, accepting the rise and fall of the waves of feeling. Um, they understand so they that they are the unique. Yeah, they understand that they are unique and special, and so is everyone else. They bring an awareness of the authentic, unique divine that resides within each person. So they basically just kind of let stuff go and just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to ride the waves. It's cool. Everything's fine. But like in a, not like the dog, everything is fine and the house is on fire, but like in a legit, everything is fine. I'm going to feel these. Yeah, things will work out. Just some inner peace. They find inner peace. And they let go of envy, which leads to the fixation of melancholy. So they let go of that fixation of melancholy and just let their emotions kind of ride. And they experience the happiness when they're experiencing it. And they experience their sadness when they're experiencing it instead of just fixating on all the melancholy and sadness. So this is different than what I do as a nine, which is eventually in the future, things will be good. Or in the past, things were good, and you don't ever experience the present. Fours are already in the present, right? Mm-hmm. But they're just, like, focusing on only certain parts of the present. But now they're experiencing all of the present instead of just their discomfort. hmm mm-hmm. I feel like every type, their growth point is somehow starting to live in the presence. And so, like, fives, there's always the fives have a tendency to like hoard the information and then relive events over and over and over again in their mind and it's like like an addiction to just not live in the present but relive it later when you can like be alone and savor it and then their growth point is to like live in the presence and actually experience it in the present so like I don't know I feel like you're already you know Fives are making a documentary in their mind constantly, except, <laughs> like, the, why make a documentary when you can just be here? Mm-hmm. Because, okay, I, the documentary is so good. Like, I am a master. You should watch some of my mental documentaries. They're great. <laughs> I will be, I don't think I have any qualifications to do anything film-related. I can try to be your producer. <laughs> I wish I could show you some of my, like, mental, like, because they would be. They'd be more perfect than reality. That's the problem, is that they're more perfect than reality, because I just shift out. reality is already perfect. No, it's not, but okay. (laughs) But, you know, that's the thing, though, is that, like. I know. That's the five thing, is that you can't. It's just things are going to be what they are, and you got to experience and enjoy what life is offering and some of the you need to hang out with don't you love ones they I do love this. ones so <sighs> the, the imperfections of the universe are what makes it perfect no, but I mostly know average ones who still get hung up on all the imperfections you gotta come <sighs> hang out with my sister she is average but 
really, really has experienced some startling self-growth in the past five years. No, okay, lie. but honestly, I love Selena so much. Selena, if you're listening, shout out. I love you. Right. She's <laughs> just great. I love one so much, and I do wish that, I don't know, I wish that we could have, I don't know. <sighs> There's part of me that wishes There'll I could be... move to New York to, like, hang out with her a little bit more. There'll be more time. It's, I don't know. You know what? She's not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Where are we Selena. Uh, blind spots. Well, we mm. were still in the virtue, but I feel like we should probably move on. Yeah. It's we're pushing lot. 55 minutes. <laughs> so blind spots. So I'm just going to go through these real quick and then we can discuss them a little bit. Um, so fours want to have a meaningful and deeper relationship, but um, they also want to feel different and special and separate. So they uh, often live in this constant push-pull relationship with people Mm -hmm. um and then that makes them feel rejected and disappointed even though they're also pushing people away but it's because whenever they push people away people tend to like withdraw from them because they're like oh this person doesn't really like me um yeah so there's they it's a self-fulfilling prophecy um with that push pull and when they push people away people leave because that's what happens when you push people away they leave no, but I wonder if there are a lot of twos and fours together. Oh, because a I looked, two would not leave. They would I, not leave if you push them. As a nine, being with a four, no, I'm getting the fuck out of there. You don't want me there. I'm not going to cross your boundaries. Okay. No. So I looked this up. Uh, well, I didn't personally look this up. KJ had his doubts that I was actually a five. And so he was reading about type fours in a relationship with type twos and type fives in a relationship with type twos. And he felt that the type two and four relationship more characterized ours. And I was like, wait, oh, wait, wait, we don't know. Wait, did, this, this, this boy really questioned that you were a five? He doesn't anymore. <laughs> now I've got to have words with him. This, no, this was like at the very beginning of a relationship. Okay. And that was because, him. that was because what was happening is we would only see each other every like six weeks and so he would get there at like the build-up and so I would be very romantic and lovey-dovey and then you did I the, could the... leave wait is that you know I don't want to say this but go ahead <laughs> is is the reasons that lesbians do long distance relationships is because they all fives is Maybe. that it is that Les- lesbians can you confirm I'm not I'm not one anymore so I can't but can you can you confirm is that what that's about but yeah so it said fives often do better if the relationship starts out long distance and then I was reading that and I was like you know what that makes sense because there was like that longing makes the heart grow fonder and then I would just launch all of my romantic feelings and then when they would be out I would just leave or he would leave because it was long distance, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was great. You flee. Mm-hmm. So he was experiencing only, like, honestly, the more four side of me, um, you mm. know? And then, but I ended up reading that because he was like, I think this one's more what our relationship was like. And I was like, hmm, what? <laughs> so I went to go read it. And it was like two and a four relationship almost never happens. They're more likely friends. Huh. Um, and are they too it, similar? 
I don't think it's that they're too similar. It's just that the four likes the like challenge of like, you know, maybe having to get some, you know what I mean? Whereas the two just either loves oh. you or yeah. It's, is it, it's too easy. Well, okay. No, here's the thing. It's not the challenge necessarily. It's that force need to crush and idealize on someone that they know they can't really get. You know, because oh, that's the yeah. push pull of it is that uh-huh. they want to be able to stay at a distance. It's not a challenge because they're not actually trying for it. They want mm. to be able to have an attachment to something, but then excuse them not taking action because then that would oh, mean that like yeah. it had to be seen and known. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Oh, and I, I have was... <laughs> two good points of commentary today. I'm all out. Um, I was just going to blow through all these blind spots, but then we stopped to discuss that one blind spot. So that's great. Um, and... <laughs> okay, just continue. I won't talk. Okay. Uh, force focus on what is missing um, and desiring what they don't have and uh, rejecting what they do have. And that alternating focus reinforces their feelings of loss and emotional sensitivity. Um, this one very, this one interested me a lot. I, don't, I was like, I don't Ooh. know if it's rejecting what they do have. Fuck, I said I wasn't going to comment. No, it's fine. This next one, I already started commenting. This next one I find interesting and it's definitely like, I don't know if I want to read it because it seems a little, a little mean, but it's fine. <laughs> Fours may not be aware of the extent that they reference, uh, that they self-reference in conversations. And so people can think of them as being self-absorbed, even if they're just trying to connect. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one is this type is likely to be triggered if they don't fully complete a conversation or if people don't give them the time they're they're requesting. So fours often feel the need to continue a conversation, even when others like, feel that the matter is over or don't feel like discussing it at that instant or, you know, and so they push the issue to then, um, then, um, in believing that others share their preference for discussing emotions, which is not true in my case. Oh God. (laughs) God, No, no, thank you. (laughs) No, never. I don't want to discuss them at all. Um, so fours, uh, so in believing that others share their preference for discussing emotions and feelings, and seeking emotional closure, fours may dwell on this too much, and they could lead to others f- experiencing the four as overly dramatic and intense. <sighs> so, yeah. Okay. Especially since they're in the emotional emotional reactive triad for yeah. the harmonics. So they're so, just gonna, but it's gonna seem like they're blowing up about things when they're that, they're, that it's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. When that's just their level of normal. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, question though. Here's the thing, if that everyone, is their level of normal, are they just dramatic and intense? Here's the thing, everyone though. Y'all think that fours are intense, but you haven't seen Jack shit. Okay. Here's the thing. Who's actually intense then? What? I don't I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> I don't know who I was talking to. Non fours. That's just that's just. That's it just the, sounded like you were like with. you think they're intense, but here's this other one that's more intense. Have and I was like, how? A nine go off? Have you? 
No, I'm just kidding. Nines don't go off. That's where I we thought go you in. were going. That's where I thought you were going with that, and I was about to be like, no. um... No, <laughs> nines don't go off. Um, eights bring the intensity. Yeah. You want to move on to strengths, or do you have any more discussion? Mm, no. No, I'm good. I, I want to personally apologize for their self-absorbed... I got these from a website that will also be in the references on our show notes. Um, the self-absorbed comment? Yeah, because it just seemed like such a call-out, and I feel like fours are probably gonna I feel, like feel bad actually... about that one. I feel like that'll I be the... I feel like calling them self-absorbed will make them more self-absorbed, though. You know? Like, that's <laughs> not a... I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's... It, but... But when you tell someone you should get over yourself, their immediate thought is, fuck, I've been making everyone uncomfortable. I'm a horrible person. I'm so self-absorbed. And then it just makes them more self-absorbed. Okay? Fours, get past the idea that you're self-absorbed. It's okay. Everyone is. Literally everyone is. Do you know how many times you talk about about five and nines in this podcast about fours? (laughs) It's like every other sentence is about fives and nines. We're not even. I feel like I've also. I feel like I've also been commenting a lot more on fives in this one, just because four is my wing, and so it draws a lot of my five four comparison. It's okay. I feel like I'm every type. That's just what it is. That's just how I roll. Oh, that's me. That's me. I've been there. So, four strengths are that they are self-aware, purpose-driven, sensitive, and courageous. So, their self-awareness is less to do, it's more awareness of their own emotions. Less how they're coming off, um, less about that, but they're aware of their emotions and other people's emotions Mm -hmm. and how to, like, connect deeply. Um, Purpose-driven. Fours are also just really great friends. They are. Like, have you ever had a four in your corner backing you up when shit really yes. hits the fan? Uh huh. Especially when they go to one, it's so nice. If they mm-hmm. go to one on your and behalf, they, like, talk you through all of it. It's so nice. They're just, oh, I love them. <sighs> okay, purpose driven. <laughs> um, so like, because they're so connected to like, um, what they want and like what they think will make them be unique and stuff. When they get that purpose and they're like, this will make me unique, they get very driven about it. And even when they're healthy and they have less of that, like, this will make me unique, they're still a, like, that driving purpose, like, still stays with them. Um, They're so sensitive because, you know, they're in touch with their emotions and they're in touch with the emotions of others. Oh, I think I skipped over inspired. They're inspired, too. And they're creative and imaginative. You know what? I know we've gone so off the rails in this episode, but can we just take a moment to think about the sociological consequences of being, um, like, assigned female at birth for and assigned mm-hmm. male at birth for? Mm-hmm. I just wonder what that differences look like based on, like, male socialization patterns specifically being, like, boys shouldn't be sensitive you know what I think it ends up being 
what? is like the broody boy. Like, like the emo boy? Yeah, the broody like that's emo. Your outlet. Yeah. Maybe a little punk too. A little punk and emo. Hey, yeah. um, four men, are you did you have a punk and emo phase? Are you still in the punk and emo? It's not a phase then. Like, you know, you're just punk and emo. But like I just, you know, I'm sorry, I had a straight thought. I was thinking about it. That it must be tough to be a, a four man mm-hmm. around toxic masculinity. Or or maybe the presence of toxic masculinity makes it a little bit easier for them because then they can be like, I'm so different from other men. I oh, am in touch do with they just my emotions. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure fours in general are, are, like, just great people. I just don't have a lot of faith in, like, it takes a lot of fucking work to break from toxic masculinity, especially as a man. I can appreciate that. So you gotta put in a lot of shit. But what that means is a lot of men don't get that far. (laughs) What type are incels? Are they, like, fours and twos? I think they're, like, literally all types. I think it's just toxic masculinity. It might just be. I People yeah. forget that toxic masculinity is also toxic to men. Yeah, they Not do. to say that it's not toxic to women, y'all. I get it. Don't worry. But, like, yeah. <laughs> but The thing is, though, it's so self-imposed. And then they think everyone oh, else, like... Yeah. Like, I love w- listening to those debates of, like, what about the high body standards for men? Like, women only want, like, ripped, muscular men. And it's like, have you seen a women's magazine? We want, like, unassuming men in, like, sweater vests and, like, sweaters cuddling dogs. Boys. Yeah, what we all love soft boys, you know? Like, it's amazing, the comparison. Like, I think the one they use most often is, like, Hugh Jackman. Where, like... Hugh Jackman loves singing in musicals and wearing period-appropriate clothing. Excuse you? Right. Have you but, seen like, that man? No, but, like, when he... He was Wolverine, wasn't he? He was, but he just wants and to be in layman. No, but see, that's what... But see, that's the thing. That's what they use as, like, an example. Because in the cover of men's magazines, they have him all ripped and stuff and, like, posing as Wolverine. But in the women's magazines, where he's, like, living his best life, he's just, like, in these nice sweaters, just smiling, you know? All right, so let's, let's move on to fun stuff. So sex position. Uh, we found this one website, and what they do is they did, like, Favorite sex position based on your Enneagram type. So for the four on this website, it said uh, the favorite sex position of the four is chair sex. And their quote is, the individualist is inherently creative and loves to be adored for being unique. They would likely enjoy chair sex because it's a hot change of pace from getting down on a bed. They can either sit on the chair and have someone ride them or be the one on top. I feel like that's bullshit. Once again, honestly, I feel like they just came up with, like, a bunch of basic positions. And and then we're, like... They just started handing them out to people. And they're, like, we need an explanation for why this is this, but we don't know why. Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't think... Honestly, I feel like with them wanting to be unique, part of that is them wanting to be, like unique and creative in bed and so if you're just sitting there and having someone ride you that's not showing how unique you are in bed and like think though I think that fours might come with a lot of shame in the bedroom and I meant that not as a pun but now that I said that it is a great pun so 
with that, um, every floor I know is a freak. Um, in the I bedroom. mean, yes, like and there's you can be a freak though, and also be kind of awkward about things at first. Maybe okay. I'm I'm just gonna say though that chair sex. I don't I don't buy it. It's as not there. out there enough. Not not necessarily out there enough because I also want to keep this. I like I get the idea of like wanting to keep it a little vanilla that way like everyone can relate a little bit. And so that's why I would disagree and say bondage. Because everyone likes a handcuff every now and then. But I think for the fours, because they have that fear of abandonment, if someone is handcuffed, tied down, then they can't leave you. Or vice versa, if you're the one handcuffed, then that means they really want you because they're keeping you. I really don't know. My expectation was because you're a shame-centered type, things are just going to be awkward at first. But then you're going to purposefully, like, get over the awkwardness so you can have a lot of bravado about it. Mm. I... No matter what the bravado is about. I feel like shame regarding sex might be more of a one thing based on whether this is morally right or not. And I feel like fours like the uniqueness of sex and like. It's like um, a way to connect to people. It's a, on an like intimate it's the, level. Yeah, it's the most intimate connection, but like not really. You know what I mean? Like right. there's that stereotype that is the most intimate connection, but it really isn't. Um. I don't know. Uh, is I it feel... then, like, do they feel unfulfilled by it? Is it like, oh, I was seeking a bunch of intimacy, but really all I got was a hookup? That is fours who do random hookups that I know of, which is, like, not going to lie, only about two of two that I know their intimate sex life and know that they did random hookups. Um, it was very unfulfilling, and they wanted that fulfillment and then didn't get it. And there was deep emotional talks. Yes. And that's they, like uh, sex. Yeah. You know, it's better than sex. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I also just did bondage because a bondage can be as unique or ununique as you want it to be. Like um, one of um, there's this book I read. Uh, it's like the Dark Swan series. And I'm fairly certain one of the characters in it is a four. And in it, um, his bondage gets very creative where he gets all these like scarves and um, it sometimes irritates his partner because he'll want to tie her up like very intricately. And she's like, can we just bone total eight, by the way, um, the partner is. (laughs) And he's like, no, I must tie these. And then he like sits back and admires like his not work. Like he'll he'll like first like is a whole point where she's like, he's not even really looking at me right now he's looking at his knots and then he admires the whole package (laughs) and so that was a whole thing and like also every four that I know is into bondage yeah so in some shape or form maybe it's just the occasional handcuff you know maybe it goes a little deeper who knows you know just depends handcuffs are just too coffee for me like, I can't, really <laughs> doesn't excite me at all. I don't like handcuffs because they kind of hurt. Um, I prefer just... leather cuffs. Um, 
but that once again oh the alcohol that was too much information oh god just edit it out edit it out and post none of this happened Uh, but yes okay so what uh where did we stand on fours their favorite sex position um i was undecided i think that they're just trying to be edgy and it's a really big sliding scale about what edgy means oh so it's just whatever edgy means to them so like oh some yeah forms it might to some fours it might just be like anal and to the others it might just be bondage yep I think that's it. I think they want to be edgy. Okay. Because it's okay. A, it's that ego thing of like I have to like have the illusion that I am not illusion necessarily, but there's definitely an image based thing about like being good at mm-hmm. sex being something that is valued by society. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah. is obviously more complicated than that. I know, but like showing experience and competence is a way of creating a self-image. Mm-hmm. I really can't wait until we get to our episode where we're going to read the book about the girl who wrote the sex and Enneagram or Enneagram and sex or something like that. Yes. I really cannot wait until we read that and do that episode because I feel like that's going to answer a lot of the questions that we came up with in this doing this whole little series on sex positions. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that episode in, like, Mm -hmm. a fucking year. (laughs) Because we only released an episode a month. (laughs) Eventually, you know, eventually we'll get to a point where we're more on top of it. Yeah, Once our lives figure everything out. (laughs) All right, I'm going to do my dog thing real quick. Um, Each episode I've been comparing um, a type to a dog. And so for this episode I couldn't decide between fours being shih tzus or fours being schnauzers. Um... Uh, schnauzers are just, I've had, I had my dog Nikki for like a while and he's just a little miniature schnauzer and the whole, his whole thing is that I want to be picked up. I want to get down. Like there's always like a sense of rejection coming from him, even if you're giving him love. Um, schnauzers are very intelligent. However, they, they know exactly what you're telling them to do, but won't do it. So like, for instance, (laughs) Nikki would not, like he knew the command set. Um, but he would not do it unless he saw a treat in your hand. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to get a treat. I'll sit down. Because, fine. Um, so a little bit of that headstrong independence that can, that can kind of come with force. Shih Tzu is kind of the same thing. Really just crave love. But also sometimes just don't want to be held. It's weird. Um, yeah. Um, so moving on to memes. I have two memes, I think. Let and one the memes that I made. I didn't uh, make them, I found them. Why am I taking credit for this? One of them is from Tumblr and it's Allison, I think this is pronounced Zai. It's Allison Z-A-I. There will be a link to this in our show notes. Um, she drew a little cartoon with um, a person slash rabbit human talking to their brain. And so the brain says, it seems like we hate ourselves a little more than usual today. And then the person goes, yes. And then the brain says, shall we do something dramatic and reckless? And then the person says yes again. Um, Definitely sums up for us. Um, I love them. And then another one that I had is, it's a, like, washed out Maury Povich, which says, whoa, this horror is beyond the comprehension of mortal man. Um, And I just feel like that's a very for aesthetic. 
Okay, hold on. Because I definitely screenshotted a couple of four things. Um, one of oh, them I, I called fours, question mark. One of them I called half of fours. And one of them I called, oh, totally fours. So let's start <laughs> with the thing that's questionably four and move up. I'll try to find what the links were. I also found these on Tumblr. I don't remember where I got them from. We'll put it somewhere in the show notes. But it's an anime show. And it's a uh, lady and a young girl sitting at a dinner table. And the lady asks, why don't you just act like yourself? And the young girl says, because when I do, they all leave me. Oh, that seems kind of four-ish. That, yeah, that seems kind yeah. of four-ish, right? I'll say, then, that, I'll say that that's more four than any other type. Half, half of fours, what that one is labeled as, is um, a caption, people on social media that don't post anything. And then an image of a woman uh, inside the ceiling panels, like with the panel removed, just looking down semi-disdainfully on the rest of the room. I'd say that that one is more fives. I would say that that's four wing five, though. Potentially. They um, go on social media because they want to see the fun jokes and the memes, but they're too scared of being known to actually post anything. So they just but, don't look into anything. But a lot of them, so a lot of fours I know are very active on social media. I, I say a lot of fours I know, but I only know like five question mark. Like you can be active uh, on social media and a four, or you can be absolutely not active on social media, but still have social media. Because <sighs> it's the, it's the either like I'm creating an image or it's the, I don't want to be known. But see, I feel like with social media, it would bring out more their, I want to create an image. It depends on what platform, though. Maybe. I feel like, here's the thing, though. I feel like every four that I know never posts anything personal. They post edgy things or, like, stuff that would make them seem cool. Never a personal post. Only on occasion. And so I feel like there's more the appeal to be seen, but not necessarily seen deeply. Because they, even when they don't want to be seen, they still want to be seen. You know what I mean? And so I feel like fours would it's just... FOMO. Yeah. But I think that they participate only in so much as they can decrease their FOMO. Okay. Okay. Oh, I... We will... Fours, tell us, are you active on social media? And if so, does that change across platforms? Okay. I I'm I feel like the other one, the one that you were like questioning whether or not that was four, was more of a questionable one. Like this is the more questionable one. The other one was like, yeah, that's a four. Okay. Here's my one that's absolutely a four. It's the caption, me showing the homies whom I who I'm in love with this week and has a picture <laughs> of Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. I'm pretty sure that's who they are. They're generic (laughs) white boy actors. And um, Brad Pitt is showing Matt Damon a photo on his phone. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's a four. That's a four. That's that's fours. That's who you are. 
I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to wrap up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So question of the week. Next episode is going to be on five. So question for fives. Um, I honestly had trouble coming up with a question because I am a five. And so I know it all. Um, I know everything about five. <laughs> I know everything about five. I have no questions. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but not, so, <laughs> shh, don't call me out. <laughs> um, wait for our five episode. Should we have it be that I am the one presenting information and you have to yay or nay it? Okay. You yeah, cannot we can do say that. any info. You're not. <gasps> I would die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can talk about yourself. It's fine. But you can just still... think about that format. I would, I definitely feel like you should introduce every topic and me just be sitting and then, like, as soon as you finish, just, like, let me pounce. I feel like that's going to be great. I will, I, see, I will do some research into it. Oh, I will actually research, research? I haven't researched any fucking, I don't, I think people <laughs> should have figured out by now, I don't research. Yeah, uh, our show notes is, did you yeah. add anything to the show notes? No. I, I have four, I, I have four pages of notes. Me. I read that book you sent me, and I was going to go look at my Kindle of the Helen Palmer. She didn't even do that one last week. But you know, like I, it's fine. It just kind of is extra. Like when real life gains start to materialize through those maybe fruits of years of anticipation and effort, attention will predictably shift to that what is missing in life. Like it's fine. I don't need to Helen Palmer. You're fine. Okay. Kind of boring. Part of me, I'm a-okay with doing all the research, but I just feel like if neither one of us was doing research, this would be even more of a train wreck. You know, people love watching train wrecks. That's true. Have you learned nothing about the internet? (laughs) That's very true. They wouldn't be watching it. Like, the fact that we're doing the Enneagram wouldn't matter anymore, because it would just be us being fucking dumbasses. But... I feel like train wrecks are entertaining. Mm-hmm. I should I not? Train wreck is entertaining. Should I not do any research for the next episode and just live? I don't. And let you do all the you, research. I, I will die, but it's. I don't want you to die. I'm just saying that for the five, I will make an effort. <laughs> I will let you. I there was a one point where you suggested you just taking us through a nine for your episode. And uh-huh. I'll just I'll just sit back. I'll do that. Should I just not do any up research for that episode? Sure. Just let me just let me talk about being a nine. Okay. Okay. Cool. I can talk about myself. I talk about myself every day. <laughs> All day. All right. So, question of the week. This is the only thing I could come up with for for fives, and it came from. Um, so there's a Tumblr that I really like called Incorrect Enneagram Quotes. And there's this one where it was like a five's dilemma. Well, it was like a five having a dilemma about whether or not they should go to their high school reunion because they want to know everything, but they don't actually want to go. So fives, do you plan on going to your high school reunion slash did you go? Did you enjoy them? What was your experience? Why did you go? Why didn't you go? Hit me up. This doesn't count if you're part of the class of 2020. This doesn't count. You didn't, yeah. you didn't get a real graduation. 
y'all. That's true. Um, but yeah, especially since my five-year reunion is coming up, and it's supposed to be in July, which we'll see if coronavirus will let that happen. I don't know where we're going to be in July. Um, but the debate is still up in the air for me. So I'm hoping to get some wisdom from some other fives. Like, if you went and it was just awful and you have the, like, just don't go, then, you know, maybe Reunions I won't are go. always awful. What are you they talking about? are, but I do, I want to know. <laughs> Will it be worth it I <laughs> if I get that info? I will so many people if I show up to my high school reunion. I haven't told anyone I, I transitioned. Oh, that's right. Hmm. I feel like you should definitely go then. And take me with you my high so world. I can observe that. You should take me with you to your five-year reunion as a present to me. Like, let that be my birthday okay. present well, or something. next year for your birthday. How <laughs> it's been five years out from high school. um but yeah so as a wrap up uh please email us or tweet at us our email is anythinggoes at gmail.com and our twitter is at anythinggoes please leave us a review on itunes (gasps) i forgot to check hold on we are hold on we are still a five-star podcast look at us congrats thanks to the three people who have given us stars Three? I, I have no idea. I'm just pulling that number out of my ass. It's one. We have one five-star rating, so we're still a five-star <laughs> podcast. So leave us a review. Also, just email or tweet us if you really liked the alcohol thing, because we can keep making that happen. I have so much alcohol. I'm, my liver could handle it. For, I'm you know. so drunk. I am so drunk. Uh, Perfect. I'm going to go cook, and we're going to stay on call. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in the episode. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>